If you'll stand when you find that, 2 Corinthians 15. 15, what did I say? 13, 2 Corinthians 13. It's kind of hard to find 15. Second Corinthians 15. Found it yet? <laughs> 13. Chapter 13. I'm just kidding with you. Okay, verse number 5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. May we pray. Lord, I thank you for the privilege to preach. Thank you, Lord, for the Word of God and for the Holy Spirit and how we need both tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you would teach me the things that I need to know. And May I be able to bring the message in a way that will honor you. Lord, you know every heart, you know every need. Save any be lost and revive your people. Meet every need, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to bring a message on uh, this simple thought. Do it yourself. Have you heard that? <laughs> Anybody ever said that to, it, to you? Uh, do it yourself. Someone asks you to do something, do it yourself. Well, there are things that God tells us to do, and I think there are things that we try to do that only God can do, and we don't trust the Lord like we ought to trust Him. But then there are things that we expect God to do that God has told us to do. And if He's told us to do it, then certainly I think it is wrong to pray and ask God to do it. Uh, the, uh, an illustration of this is in Joshua 7. You remember after uh, Israel has uh, taken Jericho and then they go up to Ai there and uh, the Lord had given a commandment in the taking of Jericho not to take of the accursed thing. And Achan, of course, disobeys the Lord and gets the wedge of gold and the 200 shekels of silver and the goodly Babylonian garment and hides it in his tent. And God knows about it. And there, uh, uh, the, they're defeated Ai, and Joshua falls on his face before the Lord and begins to pray. And the Lord says to Joshua, Get up, basically. Israel has sinned. And he basically is saying, Joshua, it's not going to do any good to pray. Uh, not going to do any good to pray for victory. Uh, the thing to do is deal with the sin of the nation of Israel and then I'll, uh, I'll hear and bless you. And uh, so there, there are times and there are situations where we need to do some things ourselves. And we have one, the first thing I'd like to mention here in the scripture I read, verse 5, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves, have that Jesus Christ is in you, Except you be reprobates, but I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. And uh, so uh, the Lord, this kind of goes along with what I mentioned this morning, that uh, we are to examine ourselves. Am I really a child of God? Or do I just say I am? I've heard Larry Bicat say different times, do we 
really trust the Lord or do we just say we do? And, and uh, sometimes people, they talk the talk and, and uh, they, they have all the outward appearances of Christianity, but there's nothing inside. Jesus said uh, they were like whited sepulchers. Uh, the religious crowd of his day that indeed appear beautiful outward unto men. And if you, if you go to Israel, you'll find that the, the tombs are beautiful, painted white. And the Lord was commenting on that. He said, but inside uh, there's corruption. Inside there's dead men's bones. Well, they didn't want to hear that. And that's one reason they hated the Lord so much is because he revealed what they really were, not what they pretended to be. They were very religious and had all the outward trimmings and all the outward appearances, but, but nothing inside. And we need to make sure, and I certainly believe as we approach the year 2000, I was talking to uh, Ruby's brother uh, today after the funeral service at the cemetery there and and we were talking about that, about the coming of the Lord. And, and certainly time is running out. Uh, what, what is done must be done. Those that are going to get saved must get saved. Uh, I believe the coming of the Lord is, is at the door. And certainly all of God's children ought to take this verse to heart and examine themselves and say, am I really a child of God, or do I just say I am? Is it real? And if the Lord came today, am I sure that I go? Am I sure I belong to Christ? I think we all certainly should check out our experience with the Word of God and make sure that, from, that the Word of God, if, if I ask you tonight, are you saved? And you'd say, yes, I'm saved. I'd say, prove it. What would you say then? You'd say, could you take the word of God and show me this is what God said in his Bible. God said this in the word of God. I did that. I'm saved because God promised it. Could you do that? That's the kind of foundation we need tonight and the kind of hope we need. Not, well, I believe I'm saved because I sure do feel like it. Well, that won't hold water, my friend. What about tomorrow? You may feel differently. And, uh, uh, you know, we can't base it on feeling. We can't base it on good works. A person may say, well, I try to live right. I, I believe I'm saved because I, I live right. Well, a person ought to live right. But what if you mess up? What if you fail the Lord? What if you sin? There's only one foundation that is secure, and that is the Word of God. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 1, 23, being born again, not of crutchable seed, but of incrutchable by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And if a person not born again by the word of God, they're not born again because there ain't any other way to get born again except by the word of God. So the Bible said, examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. Make sure you're saved. And then the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight 28 to examine ourselves as far as righteous living. 
And he's talking there about the Lord's Supper. Let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Make sure that uh, we're right with God as far as, uh, as uh, uh, our, uh, having sins confessed before the Lord. And uh, that's two different things. Uh, being, right, being saved is one thing and being, being uh, 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 close to the Lord and having all sin confessed is, is a different situation that Christians ought to examine themselves in that area. Now let's turn to James chapter 4. I have several to look at, so I need to hurry on here. James chapter 4 and uh, verse 6 through 10, page 1309. A little book of James uh, chapter 4 and verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your sinners, your hands, your sinners, and purify your hearts, your double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Then verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Now, God's ways are different than man's ways. Man's way is root hog or die. Get all you can, can all you get. Look after number one, because nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> and uh, you've got to strive and work to get ahead in life. But God doesn't operate that way. God says the way up is down. <laughs> God says, you want me to exalt you? Then humble yourself. Humble yourself. Now, sometimes I've heard people pray, Lord, make me humble. You don't want to pray like that. <laughs> Lord, uh, give me humility. And sometimes I hear people pray, Lord, I humbly pray. Well, if we're bragging about our humility, we're probably not very, very humble. <laughs> humility is something. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Don't ask God to do it. The Lord says you do it. Humble yourselves. And uh, that is the opposite of what we're born with. We're born with proud, pride. And pride's what got the devil in trouble, and pride's what, uh, what got our first parents in trouble. And the devil says, You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And man has a problem with humility. Not, you don't see a lot of humility in the world. Because it's, it's unnatural. Uh, you know, we, most people are in love with themselves. And I've, I've commented before, but you, you turn on a TV program and, and some of these talk show hosts and, and, and they're always talking about what you, what you have to learn to do is to love yourself. That's, that's, not, that's not what people need to do, you know. That's not the remedy. That's the problem. The problem is that people do love themselves. And uh, we're not born with a lot of humility. But God says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. God honors humility. talks about Moses was the meekest man on the earth, a man who was head of a nation. But he had a spirit of meekness and humility. 
and God was pleased with it, and, and uh, the Bible said the Lord talked to Moses face to face. And Moses even saw the, saw the hind parts of God as the Lord put him in the cleft of the rock, and the Lord walked by, and God took his hand off of Moses, and Moses just caught a glimpse of God's glory as he passed by, and it had such an effect on Moses that when he came down to the people, they had to put a veil on Moses so the people, they could not stand to leave and look on Moses, much less God. They could not stand the glory of Moses who had been in the presence of God. Moses, what a man. Uh, he had a spirit of humility, and yet Moses had, had some problem with pride. Later on, when God told him to speak to the rock, he struck the rock twice and said, Shall I fetch water out of the rock? Called them a bunch of rebels. And he got frustrated with Israel and upset with them, and it cost him Canaan land. God didn't let him go in. And the Lord, he died there, and the Lord buried him, and his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. I mean, he was strong. And still had, didn't have to wear glasses. <laughs> and uh, what a man, Moses. A man of humility. You don't see that a lot in leaders today, do you? You don't see a lot of humility. I see a lot of pride. But remember, the Word of God says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Then, back in 1 Corinthians 11, You'll turn there, please. 1 Corinthians 11, page uh, 1222. 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32. He again talking about the Lord's Supper here, examining oneself. That's in verse 28. And uh, some were getting very sick and some were dying at the Lord's Supper. And verse 31, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. So God says not only are we to examine ourselves and humble ourselves, but he says here we are to judge ourselves. The Lord said, if you will judge yourself, I won't have to judge you. But if you don't, I will. Now that tells me how I'm to deal with sin in my life. And... Uh, First uh, John 2, he said, My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. God said, I don't want you sinning. But he says here, when you do sin, that I want you to deal with it. I want you to judge yourself. And I'll tell you, I'd a whole lot rather deal with it than have God have to deal with it in my life. Because when God deals with it, he can sure get our attention in a hurry. So when I disobey the Lord, I'm to deal with it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If I will admit that I have done wrong, that I have sinned, then God will forgive me. But if I don't do that, God says he's going to chastise me. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. God says chastisement will come. And Hebrews chapter 12 said, If you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons, or you've never been saved. 
You know, my dad tried to teach me. I was stubborn and rebellious. And he'd tell me, Now, son, I want you to do so-and-so. Or I don't want you doing that anymore. Now, if you do that again, I'm going to whip you. I'm going to whoop you. That was a step above whipping. Uh, that wasn't even in the classification of spanking. <laughs> and when I grew up, spanking was for sissies. I mean, we got whippings. <laughs> That'd be considered child abuse today. What do you think about someone who's so cruel? They'd wait till you went to bed. You'd think, well, he's forgot it. I've got by. Come in and turn the covers down and take a stick, <laughs> a hickory, and wear those naked legs out. Cruel. Child abuse. <laughs> well, you know, it, I'll tell you, it, it might have been child abuse, but it done the job. And uh, uh, when the dad said the next time, now, son, if you do that again, I'll tell you, I thought twice about doing it again. I said, oh, my. I don't want my legs tan, uh, tanned. I don't want my hide tanned, as they used to say. I'll tan your hide. You heard that? Some of you had your hides tan, sounds like. But uh, we, were, we were to judge ourselves and deal with it. Uh, God said, if you, God's, God tells us the same thing God says, if you will deal with it, then I won't have to. But if you don't, I'm going to whip you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. And God does it for, out of love, of course. He, sometimes we don't always correct in the right attitude and for the right purpose, but I'll tell you, God never makes a mistake. And the Lord, whatever God does, He does it to try to get our attention and to, uh, to correct us and to keep us from something worse in our life. God says, I want you to judge yourself that we should not be condemned with the world. Now, not only that, 2 Corinthians 7. 2 Corinthians 7. Page 1234, last part of chapter 6, talks about separate and coming out from unbelievers. Don't be unequally yoked together. Come out and be separate, verse 17. And chapter 7 and verse 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfected in wholeness in the fear of God. God said, I want you to cleanse yourself. Now, we know God's the only one that can forgive sin. But we're the one that has to confess it, right? We're the one that has to admit it. And that word confess means if we confess our sins, that means I admit that I'm guilty. I agree with God. Whatever God says about it, then I agree with God. I think if there's one thing, I think there's many things that's hindering the cause of Christ today, but if there's one thing I could, I could say specifically is that people are not agreeing with the Word of God. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes, God's Word says this, maybe, maybe God's Word very clearly says this is wrong. And people say, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And there's sin that remains that's never been confessed. Listen, if God's Word says it's wrong, it make a difference what I think. 
is wrong. If I never say it's wrong, it's still wrong. For me to be forgiven, I have to agree with God and say, Lord, I agree with you. And therefore, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfect the holiness and the fear of God. And their sins of the mind and their sins of the flesh. Sins of the mind become sins of the flesh if they're not dealt with. Cleanse ourselves. Just as we cleanse our body, uh, we should cleanse uh, our spirit and uh, perfecting and wholeness in the fear of God. God wants us to live right. I'm not living right to get to heaven. I'm going to heaven by Christ. And you know, the, the thing that, that in dealing with people over the years, the number one thing that people are confused about, they seemingly in their mind cannot get, get salvation and service separated. You know, there's, there's confusion that, well, well, you, yes, you have to believe in Jesus Christ, but i tell you one thing, you have to live it. And they confuse the two, the two things. Yes, living right is important, but living right is not a part of salvation. And when a person makes it a part of salvation, then they, uh, they, they pervert the grace of God and end up not even being saved. But salvation is through Jesus Christ. I'm going to heaven through Jesus Christ and Him alone. And I believe when a person gets Jesus Christ in their heart, I believe their life will change. I believe that. But listen, God wants us to be holy. God wants us to live right. And over and over in the Bible, he, he, he tells us that, that he expects us to live right and to live a separated life and to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. God wants us to walk straight. But we're not living right to get to heaven. We're not climbing a stairway to heaven. We're trusting Jesus Christ hanging on a cross and getting out of the grave to get us to heaven. And we're living right because he's done what he's done for us. And we're living right to have something when we get there, to have some kind of reward. So God wants us to live right. Yes, I believe in living right. So he says, cleanse yourself. Let me go on. Back to Acts 2, 40. Acts chapter 2, verse number 40. I'm running you all over the Bible tonight, but... Uh, you find it. You find it yourself. You probably remember it a little better. In page eleven fifty-two, Acts two forty, get them pages unstuck. Use them Schofield Bibles. <laughs> you know, got to get everybody Schofield Bibles so you know where to find stuff. Acts two forty, Acts two forty, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, "Save yourselves from this untoward, untoward generation." Save yourself. Can a person say, now he's not talking about saving the soul. Uh, you know, but in salvation, in salvation there's a decision to turn loose of the world and turn to Christ. That's what repentance, repentance is, is a change of mind. I'm headed away from God. I change my mind and turn around and head in the other direction. I head toward God. But he said, save yourself from this untoward this generation that's not turned toward God, 
They've turned their backs on God, and this world's going to hell tonight. And uh, they're going to hell without much concern. And God says to Peter, here is preaching on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, and uh, uh, he says, uh, save yourselves in this untoward generation. And then they that gladly received his word were baptized. The same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now, again, he's not talking about that they save themselves as far as uh, the salvation of their soul. But they made that decision to turn away from the world and turn to Christ. And we need to do that. Uh, you know, uh, if a person runs, uh, I remember old Dr. B.R. Lakin, he used to say, if you lay down with the dogs, you're going to get up with the fleas. And uh, what he was saying is, you're like the people you associate with. Uh, you, run with the, you run with the wrong crowd, then, uh, uh, then uh, that, that's what happens, fleas. Boy, I despise fleas, don't you? And uh, back in, when I was growing up, they didn't know what a, anyway, we didn't know what a dog and collar was. Uh, I mean, old dogs, all of them had fleas, and if you got a clue too close to them, you'd get the fleas. And that's what, that's what old Brother Lakin was talking about. You lay down with the dogs, you sleep for the dogs, you're going to get up with the fleas. And fleas carry certain kind of disease, I think. I can't remember what it is, but... But I don't, I, don't, I don't have any use for the fleas. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, he says, save yourself from this untoward generations. Now let's turn on over to 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse number 5. Now I could give you these scriptures without turning to them, but uh, it'll probably help you to find them. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 5, page 1235. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 5. And I love this scripture. He talks about giving. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, some people accuse Baptist preachers of loving to take offerings. There's only one man I ever seen that shouted when you took an offering. I've told you about him before. And I believe that man loved God. And, and he had something to shout about. I am told, uh, you know, I didn't talk to him personally, but others talked to me. They said years ago, of course, he's dead, I understand now, but. But years ago, he, uh, you know, he grew, had a, he was a farmer, and he grew cotton. And the boll weevil came through and was destroying everybody's cotton crop. But they said when that man went out in the field and planted his cotton, he got down on his knees and he prayed to God. And he said the boll weevil eat every, messed everybody else's cotton up and never bothered his, his field. Now, that's what I was told. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> he had testified for the Lord. And he'd talk about how God had been with him and how he'd give to the Lord and what God had done for him in return. It was a blessing just to hear his testimony. And, uh, but anyway, these churches here in Macedonia, they were giving people and they gave, uh, they gave uh, in faith, really. And, and, but the important thing in verse number 5, but this they did, not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Now, that's the important thing. They first gave their own self to the Lord. If you read on in, in the next chapter, he said, if you do it begrudgingly, if you give grudgingly, you might as well keep it. If you give and wish you hadn't given, if you give just because the preacher encouraged you to give, and you don't give with the right attitude, then don't, don't do any good. The Lord says, give 
as a man purposes in his heart. And he said they first gave their own selves to the Lord. And I find people today are more willing to give money than they are to give time and to give, give themselves to the Lord. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot easier sometimes to drop an offering in the offering plate and say, well, I've, I've done my duty. I'm paid to pay the preacher good and he'll, he'll do the work. Uh, that doesn't relieve us of the responsibility. Uh, you know, the responsibility is, is to give ourselves to they first gave their own self to the Lord and then unto us, he says, by the will of God. But they, they made that, and that's the key. You know, if a person will give themselves to the Lord, they don't have any problem with it, with it, with the uh, the other. If they if they commit, if you give yourself, <laughs> uh, you've heard the story of, if I can remember it, of the of the Indian, and uh, the preacher was preaching. If I remember the story right, and uh, uh, preaching about giving to the Lord, you know, and said the Indian, the preacher's preaching, the Indian came and laid the tomahawk, tomahawk on the altar and said, the Indian, give tomahawk to Jesus. And so he went and sat back down. And the preacher kept on preaching about giving. The Indian came blanket. The Indian, give blanket to Jesus. Now, blanket was important, was uh, very, very important to Indians, of course you know. And the preacher kept on preaching. After a while, Indian came and got on the altar and said, Indian gives Indian to Jesus. Indian gives self to Jesus. And you know, that's what the Lord wants, isn't he? He wants us more than he wants what we have. He wants us. They first gave their own self to the Lord. In the book of Romans, chapter 6, kind of goes along with this, in Romans 6, verse uh, 13 and then verse 16 Romans 6 13 neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God verse 16 know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey his servants you are to whom you obey whether of sin unto death are of obedience unto righteousness. God says, I want you to yield yourself. And then the last one in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. And I like this one. Ephesians 5 and verse 19. Well, verse 18, Be not drunk with wine, for any success, but be filled with the Spirit. That's page 1254. I didn't tell you the page, did it? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Speaking to yourselves. God says, I want you to talk to yourself. Do you do that? I found myself... I and, and I was actually correcting myself for making a blunder, you know, for I must be crazy, you know, what's happened to my mind? Uh, well, the, you know, and then I, I, I found this scripture and I said, oh, well, that's all right, I guess. Anyway, here it talk, talking to yourselves in the Psalms and hymns, I don't know if that would cover what I was doing or not. 
but to speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. And sometimes it might do us good to say, you know, just have a sit down and have a talk with ourselves and uh, consider life and some things, maybe some areas of our life that are not exactly what they ought to be and have a good talk with ourselves and then a good talk with the Lord about it. Well, these are things that God tells us to do ourself and uh, sometimes if we would do these things before we pray we might get we might get farther with God don't you think so if we'd maybe deal with some of these issues of life when we talk to the Lord the Lord's the Lord might be a little more willing to hear us uh, sometimes I think the Lord might say you know I, I told you I told you what to do about that don't come to me talking about it I told you how to deal with it. I already give you instruction, the Word of God. Now deal with it. And sometimes we, again, we ask the Lord to do things that, that uh, the Lord has told us to take care of. And I don't mean to insinuate tonight that, that we don't need the Lord in every aspect of life. We most certainly do. But when we, when we obey the commands of God and the Word of God, He's laid down the Bible, then God is going to be there right with us to help us implement those things, I believe that. Okay, let's pray.